Hi, I'm Peter Meadows. I'm uh, part of the church family at Holy Trinity Claygate and preach there from time to time. It's been said that when bad things happen, the wrong question to ask is, why did God let it happen? And the far better question is to ask, what is God doing in this situation? That's what I want to explore with you for a few minutes right now. What is God doing in the lives of you and me in a situation which we really don't want to be part of? Don't know what you're going through right now you might be anxious or sad or distressed or disappointed or lonely simply not being able to do the things you want to do uh, rosie and i had great plans uh, to celebrate our golden wedding a few weeks ago it finished up just waving through the window uh, to friends and family whatever's going on this isn't the way we want life to be and we're paying the price for it so what is God doing in this situation? I'd like to suggest the, one of the Bible's most misquoted and most misunderstood verses is where we ought to go to find our answer. It's the verse that if it had been around at the time, it would have been dropped down the pit uh, to poor Joseph who'd been bunged there by his brothers. It's the one that appears on cards or memes or Facebooks the moment someone has a house sale fall through or a, a job interview uh, go wrong. Uh, by now you're up with me, I'm sure. It's that well-quoted verse, Romans 8, 28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have call, been called according to his purpose. What's wrong with that verse? What's wrong is the problem that it's somehow over time become mangled in our understanding. It's moved from God working for the good to God working things out for the good. And that's where we get misled. So the, uh, the house sale falls through and we imagine that God will work it out so there's a better house. Uh, the job interview fails, but God will work it out. There's going to be a better job. We missed the train, but God was working it out that we didn't have to sit next to someone whose breath was so bad it would kill birds in flight. See, that's not what it's about. God working things out for our convenience or betterment in all things. How do I know that? It's because uh, Romans 8.28 is immediately followed by Romans 8.29. It's all part of the same thought. Romans 8.29 says this, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. Let me paraphrase that to make it simple. In paraphrase, it simply goes, for God has planned that those who love him should become like his son, so that Jesus might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That's God's plan for our lives and in the coronavirus situation. God's plan is not to be fussed about what we do or achieved, but how much we become like Jesus and he uses the circumstances of our life to mold us and shape us to be like his wonderful son. So what is Jesus like? Well, each of us has our own picture. The picture I draw on most, I think, uh, is from a strange place, perhaps to you, but it's from uh, that list of the fruit of the spirit that Paul gives to the Galatians in Galatians 5. You know the ones. As I go through them, think about them as they relate to the person of Jesus because I think this is the, the perfect description of who he is and I think it has to be because 
If this is the fruit of the Spirit, surely Jesus was more full of the fruit of the Spirit than anyone because of who he was. So the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, doesn't that sound like Jesus? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Perhaps joy caught you slightly by surprise. We don't always think of Jesus as a joyful person, and yet he has to have had that attraction to drag so many people to want to spend time in his company. I see nothing miserable about him in anything I read or see. And in fact, when we read about him going to the cross, he went there for the joy that was sent before him. So that is the picture of what God wants to do in our lives. And here's the bad news. Uh, if you've ever prayed for patience, it's time to be reminded that patience isn't a gift that God suddenly plops into our life. It's a fruit that he wants to grow. So in response to a prayer, Lord, make me more patient, that might be the reason that uh, your Sainsbury's delivery decided to change eggs for figs or something red got into the all-white wash. You know, those things are there to create a response from us which gives us the opportunity to grow to be more like Jesus. And at this time of uh, difficulty and stress and pain, I don't want to trivialise what's going on for many. Many are really feeling what's going on right now. But in the midst of it all, I just want us to understand that God is working things for our good, and our good is to make us more like his son. In these circumstances, we have the opportunities to be more loving, more joyful, more peaceful, to show greater forbearance, to express greater kindness and goodness, to show committed faithfulness, more gentleness and self-control. The coronavirus is a time of stress for us, but if those fruits can grow in our lives so that we become, become more like Jesus, it will be worth it. Just have this in mind. God is so thrilled with his son, he wants to fill heaven with replicas of him, and you and I are the raw material and our circumstances that's going to bring it about. I think it's going to be worth it. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for how wonderful your son is and for your great plan to mold us and shape us to be like him. May that be true, we pray in his name. Amen.